Hi, my name is Brianna Canales, and today we're going to talk about myth number five. So myth number five is all children learn a second language in the same way. So this part of the article starts off by talking about how most teachers would not admit that they think all children learn a second language the same way. However, most of the practices and strategies that they do are meant for children who learn them the same way. They're all uniform and they don't really have diversity in it. Um, so children um, are expected to learn it the same way. And then the two main issues are the first relates differences among linguistical and cultural diverse groups. And the second is differences among learners um, within these groups. So it talks about um, how American families have different ways of talking. So main, mainstream children um, have an analytical style, and many children from culturally, culturally diverse groups um, have an inductive style of talking. Um, and then it talks about how language is used to communicate meaning, to convey information, to control social behavior, and to solve problems. Um, so yeah, they have different um, styles of talking. So they can talk... Um, analytical and deductive and then they have like logical style of talking so this is pretty much saying that um one second, that they can't learn the same way because the way they learn at home is already different so they have a different like um idea of the correct way to communicate another way that they are different is the social classes um, yeah, so in urban centers, they learn how to communicate um, verbally. And then um, teaching and cultural is um, by nonverbal. So they learn by watching they do it. Wa they learn by watching instead of um, learning by like speaking. And then it also talks about how some students um, learn better from peers than adults because they are more comfortable around people their age due to their parents working and then being taken care of by older siblings. So they're more comfortable um, with people their age. So whenever they get around the teacher, they might be uncomfortable or shy or not want to participate. So that's something that teachers need to be aware of. Um, and then... The second difference that it talks about is differences within groups and how children react to school and learning. So we have two types of children. We have um, outgoing and sociable, and they are more likely to learn the language quickly. And um, they're more confident and they'll speak out and participate more versus the shy and quiet students who learn by listening and by um, attending to what, ha what is happening and being said around them. So they're more of an observer and they are they also are not comfortable talking um, out loud. They don't want to participate. They're scared they're going to make a mistake. So that's something else. You got to find ways to get both types of students to participate and feel comfortable and learn the language. So as teachers... In the ESR bilingual classroom, teachers need to be aware of cultural and individual differences in learning styles. So they need to be aware of 
um, students who learn verbally, students who are non-verbally, students who are outgoing and confident, students who are not. Um, yeah, they need to be aware of that because they need to find different strategies for different students that works. Everybody learns different. Um, and then it's important for them to be aware of it because if the teacher is not aware of the cultural differences, their child's lack of attention, lack of persistence can influence the teacher's expectations. So this can make the teachers not expect as much as students, even though they're capable of doing it. Um, and then a really effective um, strategy for ESL and bilingual classrooms are instructional strategies, instructional activities. For example, small group work, cooperative learning, peer tutoring, um, because they take the child's diversity diversity of experience into account. Another thing that it talks about is that teachers need to be aware of how the child's experience in the home um, and in the home cultural values, patterns of language, and interpersonal cycle. So it's important for the teachers to be sensitive to the culture and behavioral patterns, um, effective education of children in ESL classrooms. Um, it's important for the teacher to value their home culture and have a positive, a positive emotional attitude toward their background. This makes the child more comfortable around the teacher and want to participate more. And that is it. Thank you very much.